All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music TV. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have recording artist and musician, Eris. My man, what's good, brother? Appreciate you, man. Thanks for I having me. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, of course. You know, it's been a long time coming. Been wanting to get you on the show for for a minute. I believe ever since I saw you over at um, uh, Controllerize. Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. I was like, I wow. got to get Ares on the show. Oh, dope, yes, dope, dope. Who said? Yeah. Was, that, was that during? It was Smitty. Okay, yep, cool. That was cool. the Smitty thing yeah. I was filming yeah. over there. Yep. Dope, dope, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, my brother. It's been a minute since mm -hmm. the Controllerize thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. yep, I'm happy to be here, bro. Appreciate it, appreciate man. You. So if you wouldn't mind, if you just start us off, mm -hmm. just talk about how you got started in this whole music industry. Um. I think sometimes you're you're destined for certain things. Mm. You know, um, you know, you start out young, and I like I had the of course basketball dream, like mm -hmm. um, a lot of us have. But I, um, from a young age, I was in plays. You know, I would nice. sing around the house. My mom would, you know, do Michael Jackson. You know, and everybody that was everybody's thing whenever <laughs> they would see me. You know, yeah. Um, and you know, kind of grew into, all right, I want to rap. So you know, wrote my first song probably about maybe fifth grade, sixth mm. grade, you know, um, freestyle, would play with it. I remember a friend asking me around, I want to say 10th grade, mm. you know, like, well, just telling me, like, hey, man, you should take this serious. Like, you're you're really good at this. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just playing. You know, mm -hmm. this is fun, you know. Um, thought about it, started writing. Um, I want to say around 16, 17 is when I decided to say, you know what, this is what I'm gonna do. Everybody mm -hmm. around me did music, like family-wise, um, you know, cousins, mm -hmm. um, and things of that nature. But um, I decided to take it serious, and from there, I realized how much I loved it. Um, as far as music industry, you know, music and in music industry, two separate two things. separate things. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, as far as really tapping into the music industry, I want to say probably around like 22. Okay. Yep, is when I really started. Um, you know talking to managers mm. um, and then I started to realize okay maybe you don't have anything to manage right now and this mm -hmm. is not working out you know with certain managers and they're trying to find things you know and also they were new so mm. you know a new manager and a new artist is mm. and I don't want to say that's a, a recipe for disaster but I, I feel like if you don't have you know the time to put into that mm -hmm. and you're doing so many other things that it's difficult you know to grow and to get through that so yeah I want to say around 22 23 is when I really decided to step into music industry um and I've built some incredible relationships. You know, just learning as you go through it, taking your mm -hmm. losses um, or, or your lessons mm -hmm. and um, going from there. So, yep, that's when I kind of got in the music industry. Wow. Yeah, that's dope. So, I know you you were playing basketball, mm -hmm. right? And you kind of... Uh, so, talk a little bit about that. I mean, because I, I, I went and read the whole thing. You know, I do all my, my thorough research. Oh. <laughs> um, but, of course, you, you were playing basketball mm -hmm. uh, and you thought that's kind of where the direction you wanted to go in. But then something, something happened. Yeah. To kind of transition you from basketball into the mm -hmm. into the music, into yeah. doing music. Uh, so talk a little bit about that. How, what was that transition like? Um, so that transition for me, I knew I, I started to take it really, really serious when I realized that I was staying up until four thirty, five mm -hmm. in the morning writing, and I had practice the next morning at seven. Wow. And this was in college. So like yeah. I was at college, I was on the actual college team. Uh, I went to junior college okay. for a year and played. And while I was there, you know, I remember my roommate, or my basketball teammate, would wake up and he'd be like, "You still doing music? Wow! You know, like we got to go to practice an hour, thirty minutes, and you haven't been asleep at all. 
And I'm like, oh, okay, let me get a nap in. Then I get a nap in and I wake up and I'm dog tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I might as well not even have went to sleep mm. at practice. So in that time, I also had to, um, basketball taught me what I needed to know about team. Okay. And about how imperative that is when you're doing this mm. and you're in, you know, the music industry. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you may be the artist, but understand that the people around you, behind you and in front of you create the, the light that you shine in. Right. And you just amplify that as mm. the artist. Um, so basketball service purpose and that, but that's when I really knew like, this is for me. Like this is, you know, and I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this or be a part of this, you know, for the entirety of my life. So yeah. at that point it's when I knew it was, this is it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's dope. And it's crazy that, you know, you can learn lessons from other areas in your life and apply it to, to doing music. You know, mm -hmm. you said working in a, a team is, is imperative. And I love the analogy that you just used, you know, of the basketball team and learning from that experience and the people behind you and in front of you, you know, are helping to create the light. All you have to do is just continue to illuminate it. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's, man, I think that's awesome. You know, but you said something in your, your beginning that I kind of want to call attention to. Mm -hmm. You said that when you really got into this music industry around like 22, uh, you were talking to managers, et cetera, and you kind of realized that, you know what, maybe you don't have anything to manage at this particular point. And mm -hmm. you know, I think that's a key lesson for, for people to kind of go back and analyze their situation to determine, mm -hmm. am I really at a place that I need a manager at this particular moment? Mm -hmm. What do... What is this particular person going to manage that I can't really do at this particular point myself, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I think sometimes people just go, oh, cool, I just need a manager. And when I get a manager, that's going to, you know, take my career to the next to the next level. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, it may or may not, depending yeah. on what you have to, to truly manage. Mm -hmm. You know, what are the things you can do on your own versus the things that this particular person can do can do for themselves? Very true. Yeah, so I think just that realization of being able to the, uh, determine when is an opportune time mm -hmm. to really do that or or not do that, you know. So I think that's I think that's critical. But uh, you know, so in this industry, we all have challenges that we go through, mm -hmm. the sacrifices that we have to make. So for you personally, uh, what have been some of those for you that you've had to kind of um, just really kind of deal with? Um. Sacrifice-wise, um, I remember hearing this line. Georgia Smith said it in one of her records. Records, she said, um, "Sacrifice ain't that hard when you know what you got." Mm. You know, um, and I I came into that realization in the past year, mm. year and a half, like knowing what the music can do for people. Um, and as far as like just sacrifices, period, I would say, um, in a certain time span. I was trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. So I would, all right, homeboy's going to hoop. I got to go hoop, mm -hmm. you know, because this was a part of the habit. It was a part of the repetition of this is what we do. We get up, we go hoop, we hang out, we play the video game, you know. Mm -hmm. After that, we go in a park, we're going to kick it, you know, and then, then you have time for the music. But you don't realize that you only get a certain amount of energy every day. Yeah. And you got to mm -hmm. use that energy. And literally got to be a dictator over that energy and how you use it and how you move, you know, within that. Mm -hmm. um, so giving up that and then you start to realize, that, OK, we weren't actually doing anything anyway. You know, so what am I actually <laughs> sacrificing? Right, right. What are you actually truly sacrificing? <laughs> yeah. At that point, um, giving up just time like, OK, how is social media affecting me? Mm. Like, 
every time that I have an, an open three or four minutes, am I scrolling or am I taking time to stop, deep breathe, and realize my next move or my mm. next direction? Or even mm -hmm. just sitting here and being still and listening like to whatever I have for myself. Mm -hmm. um, also saying no, man. I think a lot of times we get caught up in, I got to please everybody else. And that was hard for me is saying no. Saying no. Yeah. And once I realized that, okay, I got to say no. And at first it's going to feel like a sacrifice. You know, it's going to feel, mm -hmm. it's going to bother me, but it's like anything else. When you start to build that habit, you start to understand like your direction mm -hmm. and no for anybody else is yes for yourself in a lot, mm -hmm. you know, in a lot of situations. So I feel like those two things were the biggest things for me as far as like sacrifice. And of course we know the, um, the regular things, you know, you give right. up. I'm, I'm not going out on dates like that now. I'm really, really picky about who I give my time to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first those things seem like, oh, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that, you know, as a growing man. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you start to realize that maybe those, those traditions or those things that were put in place aren't really it for you and your own situation. True. Because for other people, that may serve them well. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think the overall life change in general, when you're talking about doing music and then becoming a part of the music industry mm -hmm. is, I guess, the sacrifice in itself, you know, in its entirety. Yeah. It's like, you don't have time for really, I don't, I don't want to say you don't have time for anything else, but you understand that this is the priority and everything else you have to make spaces for right? so that you give those that you love what they need, mm -hmm. you receive what you need from them, and then you're able to also put that into the music or the music industry and affect mm -hmm. every you know your life and everyone else's around you. So like when we talk about sacrifice, that's kind of my spill. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, yeah, about, you know that. That's man, that's super truth right there, mm -hmm. because it's true. We give attention to the things that matter the most in our lives, and so mm -hmm. you know, thinking about even what you just said about you know you're going out to hoop the boys, going to the park, you're going to hang out. You know, I mean, those are kind of building relationships with your 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 people. But you really realize that, well, wait a minute, it's not really moving me forward in the area that I really want to go into. So sometimes we spend time on just things that may turn out to be trivial mm -hmm. and don't really move us forward in the pursuit of what, we really, what we're really looking for. Yep. And so, you know, you know, there's a saying that, and I don't know how I really feel about this saying because I don't know if I really like it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just the saying, everybody has the same 24 hours. Yeah. It's true. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the same 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And I kind of get into this conversation with, with a bunch of people. Definitely. Uh, I see it differently, though. Like, okay. yeah, we all get the same 24 hours, but the circumstances of those 24 hours are completely different. Mm -hmm. Like, my 24 hours is not the same as, you know, J. Cole's 24 hours. I mean, he does music full time. I mean, that's his whole full life. Mm -hmm. Me, I wake up seven, you know, go to work. Yeah. So most of my time is spent at the job. Mm -hmm. And there's no way I'm, I'm going to be at work doing music stuff on the computer doing, I mean, I got to do my job. So when I get mm -hmm. home, you kind of talked about this. I'm super tired. Mm -hmm. Do I want to do music? Probably not. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, get I, home yeah, until yeah. like 630. Mm -hmm. And so I'm super tired. Mm -hmm. Plus, I haven't seen the family. So, you know, you're talking about giving people what, you know, giving them what they need and you receiving what you need. But that's like, I got a family, so I still got to do family stuff. Yeah. So by that time, dinner's done, 
it's nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Your boy's tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go to bed soon. Mm-hmm. You know, so where's there time for for music? Where's there time for this twenty four hours that we all that we all have? Um, yeah. And I would even think in that, you know, when we start when we go back to the sacrifice point, mm-hmm. um, and just for everybody in general, because it's even one of the things that I have to deal with, that I had to deal with, or and still still am dealing with as far as. Um, just understanding where to place things. Mm. Like understanding that like today may not be the day that I'm doing music, but I'm going to do something mm-hmm. that applies to music. Like I may not actually be sitting down and recording, but I'm going to take 30 minutes out or an hour out to go over my set for this show. Or I'm going to take 30 minutes to an hour out to make sure that my SoundCloud, my song trust, my BMI, mm. my, I'm going to make sure that everything is in line. My sound exchange, you know, so that yeah. Yeah. once... I do start to get to a point where my career is going up mm-hmm. that I'm not scrambling trying to figure out, do we have songs registered? Right. Am I getting paid correctly for this? Because mm-hmm. um, that's going to ultimately help and determine how much more time that I can create or I can have for myself to push those. Like, okay, cool. Let me talk to my manager now about going part-time. Right. I've created enough you know, mm-hmm. time and enough spaces and blocks where I can do that now. And music can come in and start to help aid some of those other things that the job had to take care of. Right. You know, so I feel like it's all a progression. Um, one thing I'm big on is there is no right or wrong answer. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people use that. They measure themselves in that and mm-hmm. the right or wrong answer. And I think that's what causes a lot of stress. Um, and it causes a lot of like illnesses, sicknesses. Mm-hmm. That's a totally different conversation. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we can talk about that too. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I mean, that's a big part of the whole music thing is that, you know, not to stop you from what you were right, saying, right, but right. that is a big part of this whole thing. It's the, and it's the part that we don't see mm-hmm. that that's all behind the scenes that aid to people's stress levels and depression and anxiety and all these different things mm-hmm. that we just sometimes don't really, really get that deep into but I'll let you finish and we'll come back and we'll talk about that too that's that's good I feel like my point was that the point you stopped that was it yeah Yeah. you know it was like yeah I feel like we we um I think we're social media has been great in the advertisement and marketing sector Mm -hmm. of doing everything because you can definitely put yourself on but I also think that um it has caused us as humans to pay too much attention Mm. to what everybody else everybody else is doing yeah Everybody else is doing yes. it, you know, and it's like you scroll and you okay, I see a snippet of this person's life. And in a sense, you're like, okay, I know this person, mm-hmm. you know, and then so you start to consume the things that they're doing that mm-hmm. may not even be true because this is what they choose to post. Mm-hmm. So if you think about you scrolling and you going through this continuously, how much energy that's taking away from you mm-hmm. without you not even knowing. And then at the end of the day, you're like, why am I so tired? Well, it's, you've given your energy to the 30,000 yeah. people that you follow and you don't know them and don't even realize them, realize that. Mm-hmm. And then you may see this person and you're thinking like, oh, I know you because I follow you. And it's a totally different thing. Totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Unless unless it's a personal connection that you have with somebody on Instagram mm-hmm. that you've met face to face and that you have a relationship with outside of social media. Mm-hmm. What you see on social media is, to me, is all facade. Like, it yeah. doesn't... That's not the truth. That's what I choose to post. Yeah. You know, and I want you to see because it's social media. I want you mm-hmm. to see the the glamour, the glitz. I mm-hmm. want you to see that I'm in the studio with, you know, whoever X, Y, and Z producer or artist or whoever. Mm-hmm. And by the time they done clicking that picture, 
they go back to being how they normally, you know, it was so crazy. I saw this, uh, it wasn't a movie. It was an episode of, um, damn, I'm trying to think of the, the name of the TV series. It was like Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. but it's not the Twilight Zone. It's, um, yeah, what's the name of that movie? Um, Black something, I can't remember. Black, um, um I, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, black. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, but it's like, but it's like Twilight Zone. But it's I've black seen something. An episode yeah. of it, and every episode is different. Every episode, episode is different. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so one of the episodes is a lady who, like, it's so weird that they want to there's to get likes. Yeah, and, and yo, and it's then so, that depend on like what club or what yes, part of. I was like, um, oh man, but the truth. Oh, black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Black Mirror. Yeah. But uh. What's so crazy is that's kind of how social media is. Yeah. We do things for for likes. Yeah. And yep. And even on a psychological level, when we think about that, you know, um, I've heard scientists talk about the fact that, that that's linked to like dopamine and yeah. things oh, like yeah. that. You know, so every time you hit it, you feel like you get this. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. I like something mm-hmm. or the person liked it. Or this is why people delete posts when they don't get mm-hmm. a certain amount of likes. Um, and it's crazy how we... You know, I think we want to be loved so much that we kind of make that connection without realizing it. Mm. Trying to th- to through the phone, and we realize, and you know, and then you realize like, oh, this is why people are zombies to this because they don't realize that the love is in here and not mm-hmm. out there, in here, and you know, and what somebody mm-hmm. else has created. Um, and I feel like we all go through our, you know, our own little, oh, yeah. you know, battles and things like that with it. But I think um, somebody told me something that made so much sense they said you gotta let you gotta use the tool and not let the tool use you Mm -hmm. because you know once the tool uses you and it's done with you it just moves on that's right like to the next individual to use and it's a continuous Mm -hmm. cycle so that's what i would just say with anything that would be my my word of advice to anybody like whatever you do make sure that you're using the tool that's right you know and the tool is not using you yeah because it's gonna leave you broken and damaged Hurt. Hurt. <laughs> and you see a lot of people That's are. Right. You know, there are people who are millionaires on Instagram and don't have a, a sense of internal wealth mm-hmm. outside of that. Mm. You know, like. That's right. You know, so. Yeah, it's so crazy. I see people driving down the highway glued to their phone. Yeah. Glued to their yeah. phone. Now, I'm the type of driver. Just saying. <laughs> just just saying. So if I see you on the road, you you like this. I'm just saying, you make it a little, a little joke real quick, a little swerve to kind of wake you up and kind of get you out that phone because, yo, they be in that mug and they just be, yeah. And all of a sudden there's a, oh shoot, I'm like, yeah, pay attention. Yeah. You never know what's gonna happen on these Atlanta highways, bro. Yeah. It's like an accident. It's like ten accidents a day. Yep. So be careful. No matter what city you're in, stay off your phone while you're driving. That's definitely so crazy. You got a lot of life to live. Don't end it that way. You know. Right. Don't end it that way, right. man. So speaking of, of of just you know living life, mm-hmm. uh, I know for you personally, I kind of read about Tanner Records. Okay. So talk Ooh, about dope, that. No, no. Yeah, talk. Did, <laughs> people who watch the show, like people who watch the show, know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so Tanner Records is actually um, a label I created. I decided to sign myself. Um, mm. and Yo, that's a DJ Khaled move right there. Sorry, I'm just saying. I decided to sign myself. Yes. Um, because I want to walk into a situation with, with leverage, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to build that for myself. 
um, and with my people, you know, mm-hmm. for my people, basically, because I can't live forever. But I would like them to have something to hold on to, like when I'm gone. And um, but as far as the origin of that, um, so I dealt with a record label before I've been offered deals and things of that nature. Um, and I decided to say no to all of them. Mm. The record label that I was with, you know, you just know how these things go when you first start and you're right. trying to make your way through it. Um, you may not know certain things mm-hmm. and you may want to handle them differently when you were in it. Um, they may have not known certain things or done certain things a certain mm-hmm. way. And um, you had to part ways. And it was just understood and it was no love lost. It was just, right. this is business and this is what it is. So out of that, Tanner Records came. Actually, um, 102 Tanner is the home I grew up in, okay. in my hometown, um, where I was born, Bloomington, Illinois. So I was there for eight or nine years, mm-hmm. and I moved here, and then I've been in Atlanta, Georgia now for like 19 years. Okay. So I grew up here, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 102 Tanner is actually the home that I would run around and dance in. Okay. Dance. Do Michael Jackson. Do Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, literally sitting in front of the TV. Yes. Like, my mom knew. Like, if you want him to chill out, you pop that VHS in. And I had mm-hmm. a cousin that did, like, VHSs at that time. So, he mm-hmm. would make the tapes mm-hmm. and put all the stuff together. And, like, they did me a full, like, hour and 30 minutes of, like, nothing but Michael Jackson. Wow. So, this was, like, interviews. This was, um, you know, music videos. Mm-hmm. Sh- sh- little shows that they could get snippets of. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. And they would put them together. And... Um, I would just sit there and just watch like an amazement over and over and over and over again. Um, So yeah, that's where one of, that's where Tanner records came from. Um, Building right now, as far as that goes, you know, just adding pieces as they come. I like to build Mm -hmm. relationships and uh, be family with people before we even talk about you becoming a part of me or me becoming a Mm -hmm. part of you. Because I want to know that like your vision it's something that I can contribute to before I even think mm. about you contributing mm. to my vision. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I can't help you get to another place or um, another step in your life, mm-hmm. uh, then what are we actually doing? You know? Yeah, man. I think people, man, I think that's a great philosophy. Mm-hmm. I think people sometimes jump into headstrong mm-hmm. into situations without truly knowing the people who are involved and whether those people are a good fit. And whether you kind of gel and whether you can aid in each other's vision and mission. Mm-hmm. I think the strategy of that is 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 perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I appreciate perfect. it. You gotta be cool, I think. You, you gotta, gotta be, be friends, you gotta be friends. You gotta be yeah. cool before you do the whole business thing. Right. I mean you gotta figure out if you compatible and if you gel well. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I think, man, that's a great, mm-hmm. a great piece. And I like the 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 mission uh, that you have. I mean, I don't know if you recall the mission, but kind of your your staple for Tanner Records. Um, let me make sure I get it get it correct. Mm-hmm. It, it said faith. You got to tell me what it said because mm-hmm. I kind of I read it, but I don't know if I remember exactly mm-hmm. what it said. But it's kind of tr- making sure you treat people the same, yeah, right? And yeah, treat yeah. people fairly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just making sure that. For one, I'm big on karma. I'm big on. What you put out, mm-hmm. what you give to people, will surely return to you tenfold. And it only returns to you tenfold, I feel, because we always amplify everything that we get. Mm. So it may be in that same vein. Like, you may do me wrong just as much as I may do you wrong. But it's always going to feel worse to me because I'm the one that has to sit with it. So I'm just big on, like, just being a, a, a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if this is not for us... I'm okay with saying like, hey, bro, 
this is not for us, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with me. But this just doesn't work. And I think so many times people get caught in that, like, you're saying I'm a bad person. Measuring, right. once again. It's, I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying that how I was raised and how you were mm-hmm. raised were totally different. And that doesn't mean that the way you were raised was wrong or the way I was raised was right. wrong. You know, it just, it's not going to work here because our visions don't align. Right. Some people are looking for, and I've dealt with those individuals, that person that's going to make one record, that's going to change everything. Yeah. Not me. Didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm happy with what I've been given and not a one, not a one hit record person, one mm-hmm. hit wonder. I take pride in building something because if the foundation is strong, it's going to take yeah. much more for it to collapse. That's right. So, yep. So, just being on, you know, us treating each other the same way. And that's the mm-hmm. foundation of, of the entire company and everything that I do and all the businesses that I'm, you know, into and running at this point. Like, we got to be able to see, not even eye to eye, we just got to be able to tell each other, like, our truth. Mm-hmm. And in that, we'll create something incredible. Oh, that's so. what's up, man. You know, I find that. You know, you're speaking about, you know, saying, hey, this may not be, be working out for the both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes you have to part ways. But I find that, find that people within the music industry are just super sensitive. Yeah, yeah. But like Erica like, said, it's art, you know, and they're sensitive about it. Yes, that. people are sensitive about their <laughs> yeah, art, brother. Yeah. I, wow. And I think, it's, I think it's one of those things where um, I think you got to do it so much to the point where you don't mm. care. And not mm-hmm. don't care in the sense that, oh, you hating on me. Right. Not caring in the sense that, oh, this person has an opinion. Mm-hmm. This is great. As long as you have an opinion about my art, that means you took enough time out of your day to either to That's critique right. or to fall in love with it. And therefore, you walked away or got something from it. And I feel like that's what an artist is, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't want everybody to like it. Mm. Period. I, I don't. I don't, you know, I don't care that such and such has their opinion on it and it's bad. Like, okay, your opinion about it is bad. So let's sit down and talk because I'd much rather mm-hmm. talk to somebody who says, this is terrible art. What is it? You know, because right. at that point, we can start to dissect mm-hmm. why you feel this way. And I may find a deeper meaning in that mm-hmm. because you actually have a valid point. But see, most people don't want to do that. Most people don't want to do that because, like I said, sometimes people are insensitive mm-hmm. about, you know, their own creation so sometimes we don't want to hear the feedback that people have about our art but we have to realize that within that criticism or feedback whatever you want to call it there's opportunity for growth yeah like how do you expect to grow if somebody don't tell you hey this is really not working hey your cadence or the the music that you've chosen or the rhyme pattern that you have or whatever it may be like we we grow from those type of experiences, that criticism and feedback, but people don't really, they don't want to get it. Yeah. They don't like to receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is art, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So people who criticize art. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. when you go look at a painting, you're like, man, I don't like that painting. Mm-hmm. The painting sucks, and here's why. And so that artist can go back and go, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Is this feedback really relative? Mm-hmm. If it is, what can I learn from it? If it's yeah. not, Nicole, let me move on from it. Everybody's going to have an opinion. Period. You know, my, my homie Greg Smith says, Opinions are like noses. Everybody got one. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Mm-hmm. So you got to take it with with a whole grain of salt, man. Yep. Like for real. Yeah, like for real. Yeah. It's funny that you even say that because I was thinking about driving over here that same thing um, as far as like people making opinion fact. 
your opinion is your opinion. Don't make it fact or, mm-hmm. or don't try to impose that on somebody else. It's like, you know, say your opinion, give your opinion. Right. And let's go from there. And also right. people who are receiving that opinion, don't make everything somebody else says fact. Right. You'll drive yourself crazy. Crazy. Thinking that everything is fact. That's, that's not. Right. That's how they feel about it. And opinion, opinion, you know, opinions change just like people do. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are certain things that a small, small uh, thing. When I was younger, I loved jelly. Mm-hmm. I hated peanut butter. Now <laughs> I don't eat jelly at all, and I love peanut, peanut butter. butter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so like at the people time, change. Period. And at the right. time, I could have said peanut butter is the worst thing in the world. Like bananas, the worst thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> you know? Right. And in five years, bananas may be incredible to you. You know, like, so to make Maybe. that fat. <laughs> I doubt it. But. You know, and I felt that same way about peanut butter. <laughs> and now I'm just like, wow, peanut butter is, in, this is incredible. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I just think that we have to understand that we're humans. Right. That this consciousness allows us to have the ability to decipher and choose mm-hmm. and that everybody's opinion is just that. So if somebody chooses an opinion, it's an opinion. opinion. That's exactly what it is. An mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Cool, brother. So I want to go back and talk about some of the things that you mentioned in the very beginning. You know, one of the things that stuck out to me was because I experienced when I was growing up mm-hmm. was the whole your mom's making you get up and dance mm-hmm. in front of a company, right? You know, they were always yeah. like, Brian, get up and do that little dance you, you always do. You know that? Because I was a huge Michael Jackson fan too. No. Like, no. I'm talking about like off the wall Michael Jackson mm-hmm. though. And then when he was still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he was still, <laughs> he was still yeah, yeah. dark skinned Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Off the wall Michael Jackson, right? I had this, I had the thrillers jacket mm-hmm. and the, the yeah. beaded jacket, all this. Oh, yeah, I had all, a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But we, I guess sometimes we don't realize how, and you talked about in the very beginning, people being destined for certain things, mm-hmm. even in something like that. Mm-hmm. People are, I mean, I feel that I was destined for music because I grew up yeah. loving music and doing mm-hmm. music and singing and being in plays and choir mm-hmm. and all the, I love basketball too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But music was hands down. The, the, that it. Yeah, the, that's it. Yeah. The, the place where you needed to be, you know? And so, when you find yourself into that in that type of arena, you kind of gravitate more towards it. So mm-hmm. I want to spend some time talking about your music, okay, dope. and kind of your direction and, and and you know you already know I've checked out some of the videos, and so mm-hmm. I thought they were automatically dope. My favorite one right now is the one where you did. If you haven't seen the videos, you got to go see it. It's when you was the split screen and yeah. you was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, that's so dope. Yeah. I got to figure out how to get that split screen thing like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's spend some time talking right. about your music, man. What inspires you? How did you start creating this your your music? Where can people find it? It's things like that. Okay. Um, as far as inspiration wise, man, I'm I've gotten to the point now where um I'm inspired by life itself. Mm. So um in almost every facet of, of life I can write a song about. And that's whether we talking about being happy, we talking mm-hmm. about depression, we talking about, you know, the kid walking down the street and what they may be thinking as they're walking down the street. Um so I just find like inspiration and life in general. Like I became fascinated when I realized that, you know, you have like a 144 billion of a chance to be born as a mm. human. And it's like, oh, I'm here. What, you know, what, what else do I need to, you know, mm-hmm. like inspire me and feel and, and, and taste and, you know, um, see. So I feel like, you know, life is my inspiration. Like um, 
And I think like when you're creative, like you just run into a block if you're not tapping into, you know, like who you are mm-hmm. within. And I've gotten to that point now where it's like, I don't have too many blocks, you know, like creative blocks. So I would say because I'm so inspired by everything around me um, and within me. Mm-hmm. So that's what really inspires me. Um, as far as, you know, being able to view or check out, hear the music, um, I'm, of course, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. um, Title all streaming platforms. Anywhere that you can buy music, it is there. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't have at this point, which I'm going to bring back, try to bring back, um, is actual CDs, uh, you know, actual physical form. Uh, um, with every album that I do, um, an EP, mm-hmm. I want to do a. Okay, I got an exclusive 250 with the actual like label stamped on. I'm like, this is number one. Mm. This is two. This is three. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like impressed. So you have that forever. And you know, like, this is an actual authentic copy of mm-hmm. the CD made and give it to you, you know, in that way, because I think like humans, we have a connection with like memorabilia mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So if I can give albums and CDs out in that way uh, or have them be paid for in that way, that's what I want to bring back as yeah. far as, you know, music wise. Mm-hmm. Because um, I remember making my mid CD and 40 songs, 20 songs, 25 songs mm-hmm. in there, you know, of all the different music. Right. You know, oh, yeah. You know, so. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to doing that. Um, but you can get my music everywhere. Anywhere That's that you get Van Camp. I know a lot of people may not go no, there, yeah, yeah. but I can use Van, Van, Van Camp. Yeah. You know, so title, you know, Apple Music, mm-hmm. um, Amazon Music, all of those places where you can check out the music. Um, and as far as I know you probably didn't ask this, but I know this is always a question that I kinda get is like mm-hmm. sound wise. Like who do I feel like You sound like it. Yeah, I sound like. Um Sound like Ares. Appreciate you, and that—that's the big thing. And that, yeah. that thats what I like. I remember earlier in the career, that wasn't mm-hmm. the answer. It was like, oh, I'm a little <laughs> mixture of him, with a little mixture of them. But right. you start to understand that you have your own mm-hmm. voice once you find that. Mm. You know, um, and that's a process. Yo, and I don't think that. Yo, I think there's a lot of people today, right now, that have not found their voice because yeah. all their voices sound the same. Yeah, and I think the that's same. Yep, a product of the music industry. And like, you got to separate yourself from that. Mm-hmm. Where's my connection with the music that's going to touch the people? Because industry to me just means business. Yeah. You know, like when somebody says music industry. Industry. Yeah. We talk about business at that point. We're not talking about music because what mm-hmm. they used music for back in time, when I say in time, in ancient times, in times before this, was spiritual, mm-hmm. was ritual, was calling, was, you know, mm-hmm. nature. So, and they didn't know anything about music industry. So I feel like you got to first step back. And get connected with whomever you are within with the music and find mm. that voice. And then at that point, you can put industry on it because you understand, you know, that for some people it is just a product. Mm-hmm. And this is the society that we live in. So let's make money doing this. Mm-hmm. But connect first. Because people always feel, you know, I feel like they feel before they hear. Mm. And that's why yeah. they are into you the way they are into yeah. you. Like we like just a name, for instance, we like Kendrick. But we like Cole because we like Kendrick. We like Cole. You know what I'm saying? Like we can separate them from that's right the music as, mm-hmm. as the person because we've gotten to know them over time or whatever they've shown us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you are are walking in your voice. You know mm-hmm. when people really really connect to you. You know so yeah. I would say music wise, that's you know where I'm at. Like the voice, giving people my voice, mm-hmm. and really you know stepping out because it's like you know this industry, this game, really. 
on faith. Everything you do has to be on, you know, you got to believe in yourself. You sure do. You know, you got to walk in rooms by yourself mm -hmm. and you got to make sure you talk to everybody. So that's, you that's know, right. where the music is yeah. as far yeah, as. I, yeah. I like the fact you say you're going to bring CDs back because yeah. I like tangible items. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that like tangible items. Streaming is cool. Mm -hmm. Listen to things on your phone is cool. Mm -hmm. I like actual CDs. Like I got CD cases mm -hmm. with CDs in it still mm -hmm. that I mean I don't go play them because yeah. I mean they are now all of my iTunes now on my phone I can listen to it in the car yeah <clears throat> but I like I like CDs like like this one shameless plug but I like this one right mm -hmm. overdose and I used to go by this producer title strict nine music right mm -hmm. but Dope. this is this is the very first CD no like and I know because the guy who made it didn't do the strict nine part correct, oh, correct. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But it was the very first CD that I made when I made my R&B album. Go check it out on all streaming platforms. But, no, but <laughs> definitely go check it out. Yeah, that's tough though. Yeah, and but but it brings back nostalgia. It brings back memory. Like wow, this is a work of art that I put together. Mm -hmm. You know, when I look at it on iTunes, it's like, cool, it's on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, and like the big thing with that is. is iTunes goes, internet goes, none of it's there anymore. I know. You know? I, you know, it's so crazy. I think yeah, we rely yeah. too heavily on oh, definitely. technology. Definitely. And, and who said it? I think Jeff um, Blacktrack said it. He mm -hmm. said, um, new school tools with old school rules. That was mm -hmm. one of the things, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like sometimes we put too much stock in the new, the new school technology mm -hmm. that we don't realize that if that goes away, what then do we have? So like people don't have mailing lists anymore. Yeah, yeah, they don't. And they got followers on Instagram, but I'm like, yo, what happens if Instagram goes down? They don't know. They lose their minds. People lose their mind. minds. You know, because I've seen like social media pause for a second or hiccup. Oh, everybody's brother. on another platform. Like, how? Is <laughs> yes. Like, oh, are you serious right yeah. now? How are they gonna go down? How am I gonna get? It reminds me. I know this is a crazy analogy, mm -hmm. but it reminds me like. When um, they were having the the whole chicken special at, um, <laughs> at Bye Bye Eyes, yeah, yeah. and the lady was on the news, and she was like, "How am I gonna feed my kids? Y'all know we was here for the special." And it's like, "Yo, that's why they got grocery stores, yeah. old fashioned <laughs> grocery stores where you buy food. <laughs> you don't always have to go to McDonald's to feed your kids. You can actually go buy groceries, yeah, to yeah. feed your kids, yeah. kids that way, right? Yeah, something that's gonna be <laughs> healthy or help. But anyway, yeah, but yeah, it's like." I do think we rely too much on technology. Mm -hmm. I do think technology made things easier for people. Yeah. Right? But I do think sometimes it becomes a crutch. Oh, definitely. Because we don't want to kind of, oh, you know, if I put a post on Instagram, cool, I get people to like it. So mm -hmm. that should take care of the whole networking or take care of my actual marketing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a piece. Yep. It's a piece of it. A small piece. And a very small people piece. don't realize that. I don't realize it. Yeah. That's right. Hand to hand. Me and your face, you know, we know real. Mm -hmm. This is why people don't, some people don't last in the music industry mm -hmm. or the music because the, the consumers that are buying the music, which is 90% of the world, don't care a lot of, a lot about what the 10% care about right. that are, you know, that are making them, they're just like, I want the music mm -hmm. and I, you know, please bring me the music. Like, and they want access to that. So if I can give you something tangible, mm -hmm. something that you can hold, that you have access to no matter what goes on. You're gonna always be able to look and say, "Man, I was number two hundred and two 
you know, yeah, of, of this tangible item, and I can have it, and like I don't, I can, all right, let me blow the CD player mm-hmm. off and put it in, you know, and I don't have to rely on me going to go play it on iTunes because mm-hmm. the artist decided to take it down, right? Or or they don't have it, and I don't have to rely on. And honestly, man, I think like we are. And this is gonna sound funny, and of course, it's probably gonna be some opinions on this. But I feel like we are a wheelchair society. Oh yeah, like everything is based on convenience. Mm-hmm. Let's cut that out. You know, like mm-hmm. if we cut out convenience at this point, including me, I would probably be stressed or frustrated in some way because we've been bred into this. Like, That's right. I want it. When do I want it? Now. Well, now. You know what I'm saying? Like, to, like yesterday. Yeah, and if I don't have it, then mm-hmm. it, it's of no use to me. You know, so I just think bringing back tangible items, items bringing back. I have some ideas too for some different things, but you know, that's something we can talk about. Yeah, no, we can get off, into it. Yeah, yeah, um, off camera. Oh, we talk yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, <laughs> secret stuff. Yeah, just to give, you know, to give out for people to hold and have because yes. you know that stuff yeah. lives forever. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, but I like that wheelchair society, and it kind of reminds me of the uh, movie. Here I go with another movie reference. Mm-hmm. I probably can't remember. I think it was Wall-E though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Right. My cameraman is saying that's exactly what it was. Now, shout out to my cameraman in the back because he's actually yeah. the one to help us remember that it was called Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Wally, like that's when you when they were going when they were going up into to space mm-hmm. to live in space because the Earth was horrible. They became too comfortable. I mean, everybody got fat. Everybody was on these floating like chairs, and they were just just up there. They would press the button, a robot would bring them something. They had to get up and do anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, that's kind of where we're going yeah. mentally. Now, yeah. maybe not physically, but mentally, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Because we rely too much on technology to do mm-hmm. things that we ourselves should be doing, yeah. like getting out networking, being face-to-face with people, going to conferences, picking up the phone, mm-hmm. talking to people. Nowadays, most people don't even talk nope. to each other. I like having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. So I will call people up. Yeah. That's just, mm-hmm. I'm an extrovert, like super extrovert. What mm-hmm. in, introvert tendencies? All right. I'm, yeah, definitely. You know, I like being, being by myself sometimes. But yeah. mm-hmm. I want to call people up, mm-hmm. not text all the time. But I understand that people choose that method of communication because they themselves want, that's the method they're using because it's like, okay, I'm in retreat mode at this time. Mm-hmm. I'm relaxing, you know, or I'm in creation mode or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And so, you know, me calling you up may not be the it's the most opportune yeah, yeah. opportune thing. But it's getting out there and talking to people mm-hmm. and interacting with people. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that, I want to go back to something you said too. Right. So now all the things he's been saying, I, I want to go back to because they've been sticking in my head for so long. You said that you learned you had to learn how to say no. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> such, yeah. Such a process. It is a it is a huge process. Mm-hmm. Of learning how to say no because I believe there's a bigger yes inside mm-hmm. in order for you to truly say no to something or even an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with a person that it was so crazy that this person said they were on their honeymoon and somebody called them wanting them to come or they were on vacation or something mm-hmm. and wanted them to come and mix an album because some artists Right. And it was a big, super big artist was in the studio and they needed the engineer. So they called him up, was like, yo, I need you to come. Now this dude's on vacation with his wife. Left. And went to New York to go engineer 
the session. I was like, oh, hell no, nah, I ain't doing that. Wow. I'm on vacation. Yeah. I'm wow. with the wife. Yeah. And the kids or whoever I'm with. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's just me and the wife or, yeah, me and the wife. But <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. wait a minute. But that's a real thing. Yeah. Yep. That is a real thing that I think most people don't kind of consider is that, what if I get that call to come to the studio? Mm-hmm. How do I deal with that? Um, however you deal with it. You know, I think every individual has a, um, they have their own way of handling things or mm-hmm. doing things. And I think in time, um, ultimately, I think, which I think we do rely on happiness too much. Mm. But I would say that, how are you going to feel based upon the decision that you make? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, that record or the record or whomever you're mixing for, they don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, your wife may not even care about that. Like with you internally, mm-hmm. like how are you yeah, going yeah. to feel? But in that moment, when you make that decision to go mix those records or you make the decision to stay, what part of you is saying, this is my choice. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm actually choosing to do. Um, and I think from there, you know, no answer is the right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, basically what you choose. Um, I would say, you know, if I'm on my honeymoon, I guess it would already be known. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not, for me, you know, just for me, you know, this is. Or whatever not, it may I'm, be. Yeah, I'm not coming Vacation or. Yeah, yeah, just any, yeah. Any, you know, I'm not coming to mix that. Mm-hmm. If it's that important to you that I put my stamp on this, you can wait. You know, you can call somebody else in and you can make it better. Because as mm-hmm. artists, we all know that the work is never really done. Even when we press it mm-hmm. and we put it out, we still <laughs> listen to it and say, oh, oh man, man, I wish I would have for real. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I would have said this like this. So I would have yes. made this word, you know. So it's never really done. So why don't you go take time with those things or you mm-hmm. just play the album to yourself and you just breathe mm-hmm. with the album. And then once I get back, we can sit down and we can, cause you may even find in that moment of like, I'm going to take the breath and I'm going to chill. And I don't necessarily need him to come right now because he told me, no, that you don't actually need me. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be somebody else that can put forth their, their best foot forward. So I think, you know, that no word, is is just however you decide to mm. use it, but at the end of the day, you have to, within, you know, be okay with mm. using that. Um, and I think that for most people, it's necessary, a lot, just because we'll let we'll say yes so many to so many things, mm-hmm. and then we'll look at our list and be like, wow, I've done nothing for myself, That's right. leaving ourselves unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day. You know, I I would hate for you to leave yourself unfulfilled, mm-hmm. you know, in hopes of helping everybody else because then it be it gets to the point where you can't even help yourself right. anymore. Or you can't help anybody else That's or right. people you were helping because you're unfulfilled, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, I would just say, yeah, like be um, you know, use no at your discretion, you know, and mm-hmm. but it is big that you use it, you know. It's big that you use it's big it. that you use no. It is really big, just like you use yes, and I don't think you should feel you know, bad mm-hmm. for telling people like, no, you know, because some people need to hear it. Some people need, and you just yeah. need to be prepared for the consequences from, from your choice. Yep. yep. That's right. And so there may be times when you miss out on this opportunity, mm-hmm. but you got to figure out what is the most important. Is time with my wife the most important at this particular moment mm-hmm. or is getting on this particular record the most important? Yep. 
And you got to weigh that. So sometimes it may take a conversation. And there's been times when I've had to come to my wife, hey, babe, look, I need to have this conversation with you about this opportunity. Mm-hmm. But this opportunity is on date night, though. Yeah. And, we'll have, and we'll have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it. And it's like, cool. Well, if it's something that's already pre-planned and we've already like paid money into it, it's like, that's going to have to hold on. Yeah. But if it's not, then we may come to some type of agreement where we can say, okay, cool. We'll just move date night to a, a different night. Mm-hmm. I'll go take care of this. We'll do that, yeah, well, cool. yep. but it has to be that. Agree, man. Ooh, we talk about communication. That's, yeah, that'd be a whole other interview. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about people and communication and just saying yes. it and not feeling bad that you have to say it or mm-hmm. not. Like, and it's not that I don't care about your feelings. It's just that you gotta hear this or you need to know this so I know that you feel this way and then mm-hmm. you can you know say whatever you need to say to me. And whatever I need to deal with on the inside of me, based on you saying that, is what I'll deal with. Mm-hmm. I think, like you said before, people get too sensitive. Like, mm-hmm. And I feel like whenever you tapping into that sensitivity in that way, when somebody has something to say to you, that ain't nothing but your ego. And if you humble that or you quiet right. that for a second, you'll realize, like, wow, that has nothing to do with my sense of self or sense of, like, pride. Mm-hmm. This is really what the conversation is. This is adjustments we need to make. This mm-hmm. is how we need to go about it. Like you said, and communicate it. And I need to not involve that part of me that feels like, hey, it's me. It's about me. Everything is mm. me. Everything is me, 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 me. And once I don't involve that part, we'll see that a lot of a lot of things that we're having a conversation about or we're trying to get across mm-hmm. have nothing to do with anybody trying to hurt me or get over or, right. or, or, you know, you saying no bothers me in that way. It's literally a, this is the way that things are happening. Let's figure out how we can work through this. Mm-hmm. I can't do this in this manner. Tell me how you feel about it. And leaving at that, but we've got we're in a world where people are so sensitive that we can't even open our mouth and say what we dislike. Right. Because 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 as soon as we dislike, it was called what? Are you hating? hating yep. Are, are you yep. hating? Are we equated to you don't what? like me or you don't want to deal with? Right. So it has nothing to do. Why with gotta that. be hating? I'm not hating. I just don't like it. I mean, it's, but it's only when it's when it's person to person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like certain types of food, but I ain't hating on. <laughs> no, I don't like bananas. I think y'all know that. Yeah, you're not, right? but you ain't, I ain't hating on bananas. Sure. I'm not out there having whole campaigns against bananas and trying to stop other people from eating bananas. Yeah. I just don't like it personally. So, mm-hmm. and the same could be with what they, you know, right? Like, and, and I guess you know that part of your what what you're bringing to me is a banana, and I don't like it. I don't like it. So we're good. <laughs> Nothing against you. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. Definitely. That's right. Man, so what advice would you have for people wanting to get into this music industry? What would you tell them? Um, two things. Be yourself. Figure out who that is first before you step into this. Because you will definitely fall for anything mm. in this if you don't know who you are. And if you are that person that falls for anything and you know that, then cool. At least you know who you are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Period. That would be my first thing is... Find out who you are before you step into this. And the second thing would be your path is your path. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I'm not saying that other people are included in your path or they don't contribute to that. But what I'm saying is, is that my situation is different than another MC situation. Mm-hmm. Somebody else's situation is different than somebody else's situation. So at the end of the day, you got to really listen to yourself spiritually and if you're into that. Spiritually, I, you know, internally, you got to go with what you feel and take advice or listen to the people that you know have 
not only their best interest in mind, but yours, you know, mm-hmm. and go from there. But don't compare your situation with anybody else's situation because it's always going to be unique and different in every facet. So those would be my two big things as yeah. far as, you know, advice-wise. And um, I will also want to just, I guess, add that, like, when people ask me, I kind of just give them those same two things because I can't really tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I can try to help you, but at the end of the day, only you know your situation and where you want to go. Sure. You know, so, like Cole said, some people are happy just making it to the league. Mm. Some people want to be the greatest in the league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever your path is, mm-hmm. you know, and some people are only meant to be in the league or come to the league. So, whatever your path is in that, I would say first you got to be you to find that. Second, know that your situation is unique. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I like what um, Jimmy Irene said when he's talking about how horses, when horses have, they have those oh, blinders blinded. on. Yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they look, they go, that's it for them. Yep. But, I mean, in essence, it's, it's kind of true. I mean, I think we are so captivated. And as you said before, we're so captivated with other, with what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And then that we kind of start to even sometimes model ourselves after. And it's like, wait a minute, you don't know that person's journey. You don't know their, their story, their history, what they had to go through to reach this, this place that they are at today. Mm-hmm. Like you have no idea. Yep. And so now you're going to try to fashion your path, your journey after that mm-hmm. great you can take certain things yep but it's always different yep what worked for you may not necessarily work for me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i think that's perfect advice be yourself and i think that goes a long man it take you put you in places that you wouldn't even understand you why am i here because you just chose you just you you just you, you. Just <laughs> you. like and you're a cool dude so yep. you're not trying to you're not trying to just fit, fit in you're not trying to be something that you're not you just you. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, man, so where can people find you? So, on all social media platforms, it's Eris Hersey. It's A R I S H U R S E Y. So, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, if you consider Bandcamp so social, because you can talk, uh, you know, YouTube. Um, YouTube is actually Eris Hersey one. Um, these will change in the future, but at that point, I feel like I have enough of following that when they do change, mm-hmm. it's not a big thing. Like, oh, we're trying to find them. It's just because mm-hmm. I'm in the process. Also, learn like some of the stuff that deals with music law and music business <laughs> and copyright and trademarking and all of those things. Because mm-hmm. you'll find yourself paying for a trademark that you could have just done yourself right. two or three years ago or a year ago. And somebody sees that you're big, now they go pay for it and they're looking at you like, hey, I'm going to need... 400,000. That's right, because I own this trademark. Period. Or this service mark. Yep. Which is so easy to go do yourself. Exactly. So make sure you learn that. And I'm saying that because when I change my my name of my social platforms and all that, it would have been trademarked and everything would be, you know, in writing, signed, stamped so that it's now, it now belongs to me on a certain level. Yes. Um, But, yeah. You can even do a trademark search. To see if the trademark has already been, come on, come on now. Yeah, you, like, you see these books right here. Yep, <laughs> these books. Mm-hmm. You can pick, go pick one, and it talks about all types of different different things. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, music, money, and success. I mean, just yeah, like man. Yep. Uh, Learn, that's the whole music industry. 
part. Where, yep, that's yep. right. It's the so, whole music industry part. And sometimes a lot of people just want to stay on the music side. Mm -hmm. But yo, if you're going to make it, you got to get into yeah, the you music get into industry. You got to, you got to, yeah. And it's the best time to do it, I feel. Like, yeah. everything is accessible. Of course. It's for you to get into and, and to do if you if that's what you really want to do. You yeah. Know? So, yep. That's what's up, man. It's been a pleasure, brother. Man, it's been great. You know, it's been I great. do something like this very, very soon in time when I amass a nice, you know, nice little following. Oh, hey, and let's get it. We can bring him in. You know, like, yes. So, definitely, brother. Man, best of wishes to you with Tanner Wreckage, brother. And I'm looking forward to seeing it just blossom and grow. Kind of mm -hmm. see what you're doing with the, the. And he didn't say it, but I'm gonna say it. The Motown mode. Oh, I'm right. <laughs> yes, yes. And so uh, I'm looking forward to see how it just blossoms, my dude. Appreciate so, you, much man. success no, to thank you, you guys here. Yeah, appreciate thank it, man. You. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of We Create Music TV. You can always catch us every Thursday at 7 p.m. at WeCreateMusic.tv. Thank you for tuning in. Peace out once again, my man Aris. We're out, ladies and gentlemen.